Hello, Slate Plus. There's some very grim news in the world today. There's always grim news in the world today, but there's grim news around a subject that kind of gripped the nation over the past year. We had two African-American men shot and killed by police in the last few days with the either the shooting or the outcome captured on video in shocking ways. The first murder, the first killing, was one that uh, has really gotten the most headlines so far. It was Alton Sterling, a 37-year-old black man who was shot and killed while pinned down by the Baton Rouge police. They had been responding to reports of a person with a gun. There's confusion in the video that was made of this. Perhaps they think they've seen a gun or that someone calls about a gun, and he was shot while being pinned down by the police. The Department of Justice is investigating this murder. We also had news last night of a shooting in Minnesota, a man named Philando Castile, who was driving in a car, was pulled over by the police, and was shot as he reached, apparently reached for his license, shot four times and killed. His girlfriend filmed this, the immediate aftermath, and kind of an extraordinary email with her and her talking to the police and her very calmly explaining what has happened. It's, it's really astonishing. This, of course, comes in the two years since Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, the death of Freddie Gray in custody in Baltimore, Walter Scott, who was shot in South Carolina, Eric Garner killed in Staten Island. I had felt, I had thought maybe, you know, because I'm naive and stupid that, that this was something that the country had was grappling with strongly and that we probably were going to have a lot fewer such killings. And it is really disturbing and strange and, and troubling that you have these, both of these deaths, which both seem stupid and useless and, and terrible mistakes. But Emily, have you, have you had a chance to think about them or look at the look at the videos? I did see the video of the death in Baton Rouge, and it begins with Alton Sterling pinned down in a way that just makes it seem utterly confusing what the police could possibly have been thinking and killing him. It's this point blank. It almost feels like you're watching an execution video. It's actually very hard to watch. And then they seem to take something out of his pocket, which seemed suspicious and reminded me of the Walter Scott killing, where it seemed like they were planting a weapon on Walter Scott. Uh, you know, it's so alarming that we can have all this attention to Black Lives Matter and all this protest and emotion. And yet, in the moment of these police altercations, another unarmed black man is dead. And it seems like all of the um, activism and all of the thinking that's gone on is somehow just utterly divorced from the the situation as it unfolds. I, I, I don't understand that. On the other hand, I'm not a police officer. And I it may be I mean, it's just hard to say because we we get these small windows of these videos into what happened. It doesn't give us the full picture. And then they just seem like you said, like they're terrible mistakes, but they're also very perplexing. Do you get the sense, Emily, from looking at the the discussion among lawyers and in jurisprudential circles that the protests and the, the, you know, the bringing of body cameras and so forth has actually is actually changing behavior and that we ought to start seeing fewer of these or, or really it's, this is all illusory. 
Well, it ought to. I mean, people, you know, police should feel a greater sense of accountability if they are wearing body cameras. But the legal standard hasn't changed. And it is a standard that allows for unnecessary force. We, you know, we've set the standard at we've we've given the police a lot of leeway. Our legal system's thinking is that because it's dangerous to be a cop, we have to allow them to use force and we don't unlike the British who really have this rule about, you know, if the force is unnecessary then um, it's not permitted. We give the police a lot more room than that. And that standard which comes from the Supreme Court just seems like it's preventing the kinds of indictments and punishments or just prevention education that might really reduce these shootings. Well, it's also, they, I mean, the, someone points out, I mean, it's been pointed out many times, the police successfully diffuse encounters with white suspects all the time without people getting killed. It's just, it, it does seem that with African-American suspects, there is a lot more, there's a lot more of this happening, uh, in a way that's really well, certainly it's it's out of proportion. I mean, the police also also diffuse altercations with black suspects too, right? It's not as if that there's a, it's not as if that never happens. It just does feel, however, like there's this way in which um, the lives of these black men somehow are not valued in the same way. It's it's hard to escape that conclusion. It is. Where's the um, reporting on the so-called Ferguson effect in the in? Is that a real thing? Is it? I mean, I obviously. What was the Ferguson James effect? James Comey suggests the Ferguson effect is essentially because law enforcement is a, is worried about backlash, or video, or that they're not doing their they're not doing their jobs. That they're either either in protest or in fear. James Comey referred to it, right, Emily? Yes. Um, and I, what do we know? And then other people said other people in law enforcement said it's not a real thing. The president said it's not a real thing. Where where are we? Right. Well, Comey brought this idea up and he said that he had heard it from um, police chiefs. He didn't really ever say how many, but it was sort of this idea that um, the police are feeling hemmed in, like they're not allowed to respond to crime as aggressively as they had in the past because of body cameras or just this general sense of, you know, protest about these kinds of shootings. And so it was blamed for a, a spike in crime in certain cities. But there's really the evidence for this is incredibly thin and small. I mean, it takes years for people who study crime waves and um, patterns in crime to say to draw conclusions about correlations and cause and effect. It's just really hard to do. And so it seemed like Comey was being extremely quick to blame Black Lives Matter and blame activism for these um, crime spikes, which are, are not happening everywhere in the United States. They were pretty targeted to a particular um, kind of mid-sized city. And also they had just hadn't gone on for very long. It was all just like the sort of insta reaction, which I was really skeptical of. And so, yes, the president and other people in the administration have said that this isn't a real thing. Comey has refused to back off of it, though. Um, oh, my gosh. Do you think there's any chance that these Baton Rouge cops are put on trial for this? I mean, the, the Baltimore, the Baltimore cops, and the Freddie Gray killing, at least one of them just got uh, acquitted, right? Yeah, so no, they're not. having a lot of trouble convicting those guys. And, you know, now there's criticism of Marilyn Mosby, the prosecutor in Baltimore, for the way she's run these trials. Apparently there was some evidence that she didn't share with the defense early enough that may have created some doubt in the mind of the jurors. I mean, it was also tricky. It was this sort of collective action. And 
Um, that I think has also perhaps been made these cases harder to prosecute. I don't know. I don't know whether those Baton Rouge cops will be indicted. It's very hard to get police indicted for these kinds of shootings. That has been just a huge challenge in all these different police departments. And prosecutors rely on the police. It's hard for them to suddenly turn on the police. And then also, like I said earlier, the legal standard is also not conducive to holding people accountable. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, Slate Plus. We'll talk to you next week.